Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to Pixelit. My name is Kevin. With me, as always, is Phil. Hello. And today we are descending further into the doldrums of Dead Space Martyr. And Just yes, doldrums. <laughs> because it's boring. Doldrums. Oh Oh, it's just, yeah, deeper into this book that exists for some reason. It is it is a cash grab of a book, I'll it tell is, you that. It is absolutely that. It you is know absolutely when, that. When actors are just taking a paycheck and clearly just taking a paycheck in a movie, yeah. this is that for an author. Pretty much. Pretty much. It, it, this was This was, you know... His version of like, well, I guess I need a third island and therefore I'll be in the six Pirates of the Caribbean movie. Yes. Um, yeah. wow, pi- I call it Pirates of the Caribbean. I don't think I've ever done that before. It just popped out this time. <laughs> that was a weird feel. I, I didn't expect that to change me. I'm changed. I'm different. You're now. changed deep inside. Deep down like inside. A, like a necromorph. <laughs> yeah. Is- gotten into your suit is doing stuff well that Speak- that you see that doesn't actually have anything to do with uh with what we're talking about today because that sounds exciting and scary oh yeah god forbid we have necromorphs in the necromorph book i know right fucking wild <laughs> necromorphs in the flesh as opposed to like in random ass dream sequences which is how part four starts it's a random ass dream sequence yes, where it's it just does. just like uh let's throw one in here in the first couple of pages. And, and uh, did you notice in the first page here on this, the, 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 was there anything that jumped out at you in particular with the first page of this dream sequence? Um, well, I think it was the specific description of the, the saw blade gun. Nailed it. Nailed it. <laughs> From the game. They, and you know what? Yeah. They describe the saw blade gun, whatever the ripper or whatever it's yeah, called. Yeah, the ripper. Yeah. The ripper. They describe it. And I got to tell you, Kevin, after all this time, you would think that from all of my complaining about um, about how little this ha- seems to have to do with the Dead Space franchise, that yeah. I would be thrilled to see that. I It was quite the opposite. It was like, how dare you? How <laughs> dare you? After all this time. How dare actually, you? Come in and put this in, like, because it tells me you could have done this all along. You, you could have done this all along. You could have done this 175 pages ago. How dare you touch something so pure like the Dead Space game How dare with you your filthy, filthy stood. Dead Space Martyr novelization? Yes, it's just, <laughs> it was infuriating. It was just, I was like, no, no. How dare you? It was awful. But yes, we get a, we get a dream sequence uh, of... Uh, of someone being chased around and it, and it goes further by the way uh into the game where it actually you know one of the things that sets uh dead space's gameplay apart is that instead they're they're zombie like creatures but instead of going for the head you want to cut off their limbs that's the whole thing and right. uh it makes a point of saying that he's cutting its legs off and it keeps coming despite all that cutting off its arms all that and and it, it it's kind of like I don't know. It felt almost like they were like throwing the dog a bone. Like, uh-huh. Uh-huh. yeah, it's like we 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 haven't forgotten you fans. We're still here. <laughs> 
We're going to get to you guys next. Yeah, but we first, promise you a full 10 pages eventually. Who wants more bureaucracy? Right. <laughs> but first, a 50-page chapter on how to get a grant. Like, what the <laughs> fuck am I reading? Oh, geez. Um, yeah, and it's basically, you know what they're having? This is the second dream sequence in the book that has been a dream about it's basically somebody dreaming about playing Dead Space. They're not Pretty dreaming much. about being in the book anymore. They're dreaming about the, playing the video game themselves. Yeah, something that I would rather be doing as well. While I'm reading. <laughs> I got to the point. This is how bad it was. As I pointed out uh, at the beginning of us reading this, Dead Space was one of those franchises that I never got into, but I had always wanted to. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, the and, and projects like these are the glorious, perfect opportunities to pick up on those those backlog games. And um, I have now we are. Let's see. At this point, we are less than halfway through the book. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have completed the game uh, and not just because the game is more fun. Uh, there, there's something about this book that as we read it, it gives me just enough to think about with the game that I find myself like I'll finish up a chapter and go, I should really get back to that game. See how, I'm doing. you know, for research purposes, it'd be really important for me to finish this game before I finish the book. And now we're less than halfway through it and I have no more Dead Space 1 uh, to play. So I well. am installing Dead Space 2. <laughs> I have purchased and I am stalling Dead Space 2. <laughs> that, is, that is an actual fact. Uh, it is. Yeah. So so we've got we've got people dreaming about something they'd rather be doing, which kind of speaks for the reader, whether the yeah. author meant it to or not. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. After the dream, uh, basically, uh, Altman wakes up. And there's there's a guy, there's a guy, a couple guys in his room, and it's uh it's Craig Markoff, who That's right. I assume is the colonel from earlier, the guy who was just being called. Yeah, the did we did we 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 ultimately decided that that's who we, that is, right? We're just going with that. Okay, yeah. yeah, that's fine. I think we're just saying uh so it is written, so it's done. Um yeah. Uh, he, and it's the return of Tim, Tom and Terry. Oh, we missed them. Didn't we? We missed them. And my favorite thing that happens is, um, is this line. The twins moved slowly forward because of how <laughs> nonsensical it is. I, 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 I love that every time you say there was this part that could totally <laughs> fucked with me and I'm about to read it and you start reading it and I go, I have also highlighted that part. Yes. <laughs> One of them put his hand on Altman's wrist and squeezed until he dropped the phone. The other punched him once, softly, almost lovingly in the side. He fell back on the bed gasping. What the fuck? I feel like, I feel like this is the author just trying to see what he could get away with. It's like, is the editor actually reading my chapters? Are you? At this uh, point? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, is it's like in the middle of one sentence, it says, is anyone paying attention? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly no, because this got through. It just what does I, I've literally I have that highlighted, and uh, under notes I have all I've written is why. 
did I did I write, add any notes to it? I'm 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 checking my notes on the Kindle. <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't write anything. But it, I think in my head, the reason I highlighted it was what? What yeah. the fuck? <laughs> what? How can Why? it be like you you he 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 specifies that it is soft and lovingly, and yet he's gasping, <laughs> softly, almost lovingly, his his lips caressed. His earlobe. Like, just what the fuck am I reading? His lips caressed his earlobe, and then his head exploded. And that, yeah, (laughs) exactly, exactly. He shot him with a BB, and his leg fell off. Like, one of these things is not like the other, and I'm really going to have to insist that we choose Elaine. Oh, my God. So Markov talks to Altman about the fact that he filed a grant. Remember that happened? Yeah, that was a thing. They filed a grant, and uh, Markov is like, he filed a grant, and then says, you're a clever boy, said Markov. Maybe too clever for your own good. The reason I'm here is to find out how much you know and evaluate whether you'd be a valuable member of our team. If you are, I'm prepared to allow you to join us, in a limited capacity, of course. If not, we'll have to figure out something else to do with you. Um, And it's like this stupid bullshit villain talk. Like, yeah. I'm tired of of just villains being maybe maybe you'll join us maybe we'll kill you like not it's, everybody is fucking goldfinger you it's, know well, it's, it's a person's impression of goldfinger like yeah. I, I literally i was also thinking like this is like a not even a it's like a bad james bond villain but not one that has ever existed not even right. in the shitty bond films yeah like, like, because yeah. at least those guys would like demonstrate their power. Has this guy ever, ever, like, shown what he's capable of? Like, it, it, like, even in a even in a throwaway dramatic moment, been like, well, if you don't like what you see, well, and then he like, I don't know, breaks a kitten's neck. Like, does anything like that ever? Happen? Not that I'm aware of. He's just always like, yeah. Like, um. It's always vague, vague, sometimes specific threats and never any follow up. It's not like it's yeah, it's not like Goldfinger because Goldfinger at one point is like, no, Mr. Bond, I expect you to die. Right. He's actually (laughs) trying to kill him. (laughs) Sticks and stones may break my bones, but first you have to throw them. Like, Like, what the actual fuck? This guy uh, is just so ineffectual and and it's it's we just it, we have had so it's almost a template at this point. No, it is a template at this point that, that there is a chapter. It's a Markov chapter. He's going to yeah. walk in. He's probably going to invade someone's space, maybe by kidnapping them and bringing them to him or invading that person's personal private space. He's going to threaten him with hyper hyperbolic kind of super villain words and then do nothing about it and still somehow get his way yep that's his that's his that's his whole vibe um what follows is basically a recap of a recap of a recap yeah remember we told you guys last episode there are gonna be a lot of recaps here's another one more recaps uh i'm not even gonna cover it because literally everything that we've already had and then markov says Ah, welcome to the team. So it's like just Altman saying everything that he's already said that we have already read. Yes. And Tim, Tom and Terry saying, oh, we didn't kill that one guy. Yeah. And they, they, they cover they cover Hammond's suicide again. 
Uh, I think that's like the third time uh, that characters in this book have word for word told you what happened with that guy. Uh, They cover uh, the tale of the devil thing with a mythology that's changing somehow, whatever. Uh, So that's brought up again. And uh, and then they actually do start to kind of bring up something with with the relic, you know, with with uh, with what do you call it? What do they call it? The The marker. The mark. Yeah. So that does kind of that's at least something new, but it comes at the tail end of just pages of them going, you know, last time on Dead Space. You know? Last time. <laughs> right. That's exactly what ends up happening. And and so they start talking a little bit more about the object, you know, an object sending a pulse signal from the center of a vast crater, perhaps buried since the creation of the crater thousands or hundreds of thousands, even millions of years ago. What if it wasn't millions. an asteroid that made the crater, but the object itself striking the earth like that's they're just <laughs> they're building up the crater again. OK, the crater craters are. are main Meanwhile, goal. at the Hall of Friendship. Right. <laughs> like it just and we and and actually it's kind of funny um because altman does kind of uh i think he's kind of he's hearing what we're saying in a way because at certain point markov says to altman he says ah altman altman what am i going to do with you and altman says are you threatening me and i i was like Actually, no, for the first time so far, he's just being condescending. He's been threatening everyone else. <laughs> he's just, yeah, it threat, that threats are just how he communicates. Pretty much. That's just threats, how he talks. Threats, threats are his love language. <laughs> Mine too. Uh, and, and, and we get another, we get a little bit of, uh, you know, basically uh, uh, Markov tells Altman after some more recap by the way they 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 go over um the the strange lung beast that they found on the beach uh that they burned down uh they they do all that shit and and Markov kind of does threaten him at this point saying like you what he says says you've guessed enough that maybe I've got to decide whether or not to use you or to kill you um <laughs> and and then Markov pulls a gun on him. Yeah. Pulls a gun on the guy, says, goodbye, Mr. Altman. And Altman, it says, Altman closed his eyes and gritted his teeth. He heard the snap of the hammer, but no bullet came. He opened his eyes. Markov was watching him intensely focused. All in good fun, he said. The gun was empty. (laughs) I never intended to shoot you. Welcome to the team. Why? 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 (laughs) Why does he, like... I don't understand why he's carrying around if he's like if he's like a military man. Right. Then why is he carrying around an empty gun? Right. Right. <laughs> just, it just, and, and at this point, now, here's the thing. I know a lot of you are saying, didn't you Phil? didn't you just complain that this guy has never done anything like as a show of power or anything like that? Doesn't this count? It doesn't, because at this point, he's already made up his mind. Like, I'm already he's already done all the rigmarole like yeah. he's he's brought the guy on he's part of the team now there's no question about it the guy's like yeah sure i'll, I'll, I'll work with you so why do that now it doesn't make sense you know it, it just it feels ass backwards i don't know yeah no it's it's very ass backwards um and then uh the in the next 
chapter, uh, Terry and the twins are hurrying Altman along and they talk again about Hammond's. Yes, again. There there have been more conversations about Hammond dying than the number of pages that Hammond was actually on. Yeah, uh, literally five or six pages ago, the they explained, we didn't kill the guy. He killed himself. And then they also, then they, and then six pages later, we're still talking about it. We just asked him, we're just trying to ask him a question. He flipped out. And I never, and here's the thing. If you just had a moment where it was like, hey, he killed himself. It was terrible. And and then maybe you write, he explained the gruesome incident to him. Right. You know, something like that. But instead, we have an entire paragraph of dialogue where he goes into dial uh, into great detail of what happened, which we already know. It's just it's so padded. You, you mentioned before that this book feels padded. It's moments like these that it's just really, really slapping it on. And yeah. it doesn't need it. This book doesn't need it. If anything, it needs to be cut down a lot. Yeah. Yeah. This could have been a, a, a novella, a novella, yeah. whatever. Um, so basically, yeah, they and then they leave. They He has his stuff. He leaves. And uh, uh, Altman is reunited with Ada and also the... Uh, a few of his scientist friends that yeah. he was researching with, except for Ramirez, who they've decided they didn't want him to come. Yeah. Why? There's no answer. Of there's all the none. things that there's there's re- answers and repeated answers about, including Hammond, fucking Hammond. Who, over and over again. Over and over again. This guy Ramirez is is basically the it, it, like the little sister in um oh what was, what was that what was that show uh fuck i i, I have a i have a reference i have a reference um <laughs> hold on. damn it it was gonna be it was it was again one of those instances where i thought it was just gonna come to me yeah where oh, and it did not <laughs> it did not i crashed and burned Hard. I am on IMDb now. Yeah, I'm you gotta find, the I, mean, you, I gotta you find have to it. find it. I have to find it and finish the reference. Uh oh, there we go. Like the little sister on Family Matters just going up the stairs and disappearing from the show. I think that was worth it. <laughs> I think that was worth it too. I think it was pretty good. That was good. No, <laughs> no they have yeah, they just kind of don't bring it up. They just it literally says Where's Ramirez? They didn't, they didn't have him come. What did they do with him? That's it. That's bam, it. Bam, bam, bam. I think the author realized he was like, I I have written way too many two dimensional characters. Uh, I'm going to have to throw one of them off the plane. Uh, let's just let's just let's too just many, say he couldn't come. Yeah. Too his many. Mom, of them. His mom wouldn't let him. There you go. His mom wouldn't let him. Yeah. yeah. He, he, he couldn't go outside today. There's, there's a great moment when he finds uh, Ada. Uh, and she's already aboard with everybody else. And uh, it says Ada was there, her face taut, drawn. She, he sat down next to her and she clung to him. She isn't usually like that, he thought. She must be terrified. And I just thought of the scene in Airplane where the guy 
uh, the uh, stewardess asks the guy if he wants a, another cup of coffee, and, and his wife says, "No, he doesn't. He doesn't want a cup of coffee." He goes, "Actually, I think we'll have a second cup of coffee." And the inner monologue of the wife goes, "Hmm, Dave never has second cup of coffee at home. <laughs> it just becomes this weird <laughs> inner monologue of like, hmm, she isn't like this storm. She doesn't normally cling to me. She must be terrified. Good job, Altman. You're you're really just just an empath." Over here, way up. to read the situation. It's like, huh, <laughs> I, I don't mean to alarm you, but I can't help but notice that you are scared. Like, yeah, we're being taken away in a government fucking helicopter. Yeah, I'm a little scared. I'm a little I'm a little on edge, Altman. Hope that's all right. We're breaking up. You know what? If we're broken up, can they drop me off and me and I don't have to deal with your bullshit anymore? <laughs> I'm out. This is, <laughs> uh, he's the worst boyfriend ever. Worst boyfriend ever. So they fly and um, yeah, I, I'm 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 like I'm looking back through this chapter because it's a lot of description of them just kind of like walking through this new compound that they are uh, going to be kept on. Yeah, you're kind of given just like the rundown uh, it, ever so briefly on the yeah. compound and, and, you know, where they are within it. It, it's it's kind of silly when you get down to it because they 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 get down. It's this enormous place. It's floating. It's this floating ship compound yes. thing. Yeah, they're 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 all and as you go, like they're getting to know it. They're they they get. Uh, uh, um, sorry, what's the word? Quarters. Everyone gets the you know they they kind of the scientists all live in these bunks together. Uh, but Altman, since he's got his girlfriend there, they get like a storage cabinet that's been, you know, uh, you know, refurbished for the two of them. So they have a for little the honeymoon, bit of privacy. honeymoon oh, yeah. suite. Oh. oh, absolutely. And he does. They do paint it as a positive. Like, that sounds like it sucks. Uh, <laughs> I bet I bet you anything. His girlfriend hates it. And he's like, hey, sweetie, this is pretty cool. I like, I, don't talk to me. Don't talk to me. <laughs> I don't. We're we're done. Do not touch me. Uh, and it's kind of silly because as the chapter goes on, you get you get an impression of the people who are working with them and and that kind of thing. And it gets really silly because you start to realize, hey, weren't they really emphasizing uh, the whole thing about how top secret this is, and they want as few people to know about it as possible? In fact, they're like threatening and intimidating people. Um, who who know about it, and you realize they're like, there's got to be a thousand people who there's work here, like a million scientists. It's like they they talk about all these different scientists, like different kinds of scientists. They even say some of them are like famous. Uh, some of them had uh, used to have you know some level of of mainstream popularity out in the world, and now they're here. And then you take into account all the guards and there's cafeteria workers and staff. And it's like, everyone knows. I, I feel like, I feel like this is how they got everybody on board. Like they are not good at keeping a secret. Did they're you know not- that there is a full production of little shop of horror <laughs> on board? <laughs> just, it's just, yeah, that's just, I feel like everybody, Everybody 
uh, who was <laughs> involved. The only reason they got involved is because these people are terrible at keeping a secret. They found out about it. And so they had to intimidate them and go, well, I guess we'll give you a job on board of our of our floating vessel then instead. And it's like, what do you do? I'm a janitor. Great. We need janitors. <laughs> How did you find out about this? Oh, you don't exactly keep it a secret. All right. <laughs> shut up. The entire, the entire town of Chicxulub is is now on the thing because yeah, they're all they're all on the paycheck. Now, all there. Yeah. <laughs> and Markov stupid. did the empty gun thing with literally all of them. Every one of them. He gets <laughs> off. It's the only way he can get an erection anymore. <laughs> it's like, oh, I fucking love that trick. <laughs> it's the best. That's how they get the prostitutes on there. They're like, we found out about your. Like, it's just they're telling their friends now. It's like, hey, do you need a job? Uh, just send an email to this Markov guy and tell him, you know, about his ship. Don't even be specific about it. He'll come. He'll threaten you. It'll be a little scary. But then, I mean, they do benefits like like you, we, I got dental, dude. Like they pay pretty good. So, yeah, just just like tell him, you know, about his just say fly, uh, you know, floating ship thing. And, and you got a job, man. I guarantee. Yeah. It is so stupid. The, so one of the there's like a little bit of a like tension thing because Field, who is like the who Altman just thinks is a big piece of shit, the guy that he shared an office with yeah. Field, for some reason, has access to the room where the marker will eventually be kept. Yeah, he's like he is. Everybody else has no access except for Field, And you can tell that gets under Altman's skin. He doesn't like him. And and honestly, I mean, did I miss something like I I picked up that like he just it was I what I picked up on him not liking field was more of a like, uh, it's my coworker. We share a desk. He's obnoxious. He eats cabbage on Wednesdays yeah. and farts all afternoon. I took it as to be no more than that. And the, the way they described it there, it sounds like he like he's like I he doesn't trust him like he's incompetent or something like that. I, yeah, I miss something. No, his his stated con- concerns with Field were that Field literally just does his job and leaves at like five o'clock. Right, right. That, that's like, <laughs> like like that's a bad thing. Fuck you, Altman. Fuck you, you fucking capitalist swine. Oh yeah, yeah. Boss gets a dollar, I get a dime. You know, and that's you know, so. But I'm gonna work harder. <laughs> that's why I poop on company time. On company time. time. <laughs> like, what in the fuck? So, yeah, they make a big deal out of that, that he doesn't like Field, I guess. Yeah. I guess Field's guy. We got to watch out for this guy. He's going to end up being some sort of twisted monster in the end. Who knows? Yeah. Um, So Ada slaps him a few times. Yeah. Oh, it's great. Thank God for that. Finally. Finally. She might be the sanest person in this whole book. Yeah. Yeah, at the moment, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, for now. For now, let's. I'm not going nuts here. <laughs> yeah. Um. So the floating compound. Uh, he meets. He meets a a guy named Hendrix, who is. Um. He just becomes friends with Hendrix, and and he um, kind of comes off as like just this. I don't know why. Was it just me? I. The way they described Hendrix, I just imagined him as this just lovely bro dozer. Of a man. Yeah. <laughs> like they describe as like he's got a big bushy red beard and like crumbs are always gathering in it. And like, well, he's, and he's just he's just a sweet guy. And he's a he's a pilot. Yeah. 
Yeah, he's a pilot. It's it's pretty much the only thing he can do is is pilot. And I love him. I just I don't know why. I think maybe something in my brain was desperate for a character that actually had some characterization. Altman doesn't even have this. They they literally just say he's got a red beard and they describe him eating. And every time he eats, he gets food in his beard and he has to clean out his beard. That is more characterization than they gave Altman, who is our <laughs> theoretical protagonist. So I think there was a part of me that was like, oh, thank God. Someone. I, I love this man. He someone. I, I love this character. <laughs> Hendrix, we love thee. Oh, we'll die for Hendrix. We will die for Hendrix. Love him. Um, so, yeah, they talk about piloting and all that stuff. Um, and uh, basically, Hendrix starts teaching them how to run it. And then Altman gets, uh, Mary Sue Altman gets really good at. <laughs> oh, he yeah, he's, he, he's, a, he's a great pilot. He's he's one of the best they've got. In fact, he's one of the uh, best ever. He oh has an aptitude gosh. for piloting. Amazing. Who knew Just that he could of, suddenly of... fucking run a bath escape or whatever it is? Yeah. And three and afternoon classes, and he's a pro. Nailed. He it. is a pro. Nailed it to the wall. Good for you, Altman. Proud of you. Yeah. Good for him. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that is that is it, it, and that is pure Mary Sue uh, bullshit there. And I don't know. Did we do this? Did we explain? I, I don't know if it's a if it's a foregone conclusion at this point. But do we explain to our audience what a Mary Sue is for anyone yeah. who doesn't know? Uh, yeah. Mary Sue or Gary Stew, or in this yeah. case, a Michael Altman is a self insert character um, often found in fan fiction that is extraordinarily talented for no real story reason. Like they are good at everything. Yeah. Um and it's it doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah. It just it and it, it, it never it's there's no one in there as good or as competent as that person. Yep. It's so strange. So, and that brings us to chapter 34, our next chapter. And uh and that kind of goes immediately into what happens here because Hendrix, he, the the his co-pilot, basically the guy he works with normally, uh, taking uh, taking uh, the the what do they call the submarines? Basically, yeah. the guy he works with is this guy Morsby, who his big thing is that he's supposed to be the son of some great submarine pilot, I guess, uh, and he's sure. just a drunk. He's just a drunk, and he's unreliable. And, uh, and, and, and finally one, one morning he, uh, he, they, they get up, they've got a mission that they've got to go down in the submarines and, uh, Morrisby has just, he's so, he got so absolutely blasted the night before that they cannot, uh, confidently have him helping, uh, Hendricks right. to pilot this thing. So guess what? Altman's got his shot. Altman's got his shot. Now, what exactly what exactly happens to Moresby that causes Altman need to step in? Oh, are you talking about him dying? He fucking dies. He fucking dies. <laughs> he got so drunk that he falls from one of the lifts and just picture rap on Moresby. That's it. That's it. And and I guess and I, I can't help but feel that we're going to like that. This is going to be like, oh, he wasn't actually drunk. One of the necromorphs took him over. Blah, 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 blah. But yeah. for now, this is barely mentioned character. It's just like, oh, yeah, you got 
hammered. And they're like, oh, he didn't get hammered. He died. Oh, okay. Well, we better get down in the submarine. <laughs> just just like that. It, it, it's, uh, it takes very little time for people to, to uh, yeah. just not. They, they get over it pretty quick. They get over it pretty way. quickly. They're like, ah, oh, that's a shame. Oh, my gosh. Anyway. Oh, and and <laughs> uh, what was it? it? Hold on. There's something else. Um, that's right, because Altman goes to find Morrisby for some reason. Yeah. Like, Hendrix tells he's, Altman. Yeah, basically, he's like, he's like, so Hendrix didn't want Morrisby to get in trouble. So Altman, like, gets Morrisby and he drags him down and then to to meet with Markov or, yeah, Markov. And then Morsby wanders off. Right. And then takes a spill off the lift and fucking dies. And fucking dies. <laughs> just absolutely. And Altman's like, it's my fault. I should have watched him more carefully. It's like, like yeah. yeah, I guess. Maybe. I don't <laughs> Maybe. know, man. Like, just. All right. Well, get in the submarine, dude. So they <laughs> get in the bathosphere and they head on down. And, and we're getting. You know, we're getting some serious uh, 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 flashback vibes. Instead. Yeah. Now, and thank God, because it, it it's a flashback is similar to a recap, but not the same. Not so the same. That's good, at least. Um, now, here's my question to you. They're, they they get in the bathosphere. They're heading down to the crater again. Uh, chapter 35 opens with a week later, they arrived. What? A week passes. A week passes. Yeah. And I, 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 just, I don't know. That it feels like a pretty big jump. Yeah. Uh, of Nothing time. happened. Nothing happened for a whole <laughs> week. Why? What, 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 what decision went into that? Uh, yeah. Um, so uh, an arbitrary week just passes. Yeah. And now they're they're. Uh, I believe they after this week. Now they are floating basically directly over top of the marker. Yes. So they are, they are getting there and they're, they're getting their assignments and they are going to be uh, setting themselves up and going down. And like I said, we've got, we've got kind of a flashback not a flashback. A, um, well, it's, it's a bit of an allusion to the last time that a couple yeah. of dudes hopped into a bathosphere and went deep down towards that crater. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, that doesn't disappoint. No. Um, so, yeah, it, basically in this chapter, uh, Stevens is kind of like, yeah, I, or not Stevens. Hendrix is t- talking to Stevens. Yeah. And like, yeah, I don't know if I feel good, but I think I'm fine. And then Altman's like, yeah, S- Hendrix is fine. He is my friend and we should we should go down with him. Let's he's, move he's ahead. My, he's my friend. And damn it, he's fine. Like, oh, I don't know, man. <laughs> and then uh, chapter 36 starts with no reason to be nervous. Hendrix said it's just like any other day. Right. <laughs> which, which, is exactly, which is exactly what you uh, hear right before everything goes swimmingly. Yeah. Um, basically, they start going down and um, uh <laughs> At 2,700 meters, Altman, Altman looks at Hendrix, and Hendrix is pale and stiff-faced. Tears were drip. This is like the third paragraph of the of yeah. the of the chapter. Uh, Hendrix is already gone. Uh, yeah, so Altman took asks no Hendrix. No time. It took, and, it's 
it's kind of a joke, really. Yeah. It's like the first sentence in the chapter is no reason to be nervous. It's two just sentences like later. He's a crying. Two sentences later, he's sobbing hysterically and telling Altman, I don't, don't want to die. To die. <laughs> what the fuck, man? Like you were just with me. What <laughs> you're, happened? you're just fine. And then he's like, hey, you're not going to die. Oh, don't worry. And then this I highlighted this because I thought it was weird. For for this guy Hendrix to be talking about it, Hennessy and Dantec, what mm. happened to them? We're not meant to be down here, Altman. I can feel it, and I guess maybe the the video was broadcast, but like apparently everyone it, on the fucking staff saw it. So apparently, yeah. it's just I just found it weird that Hendrix was super familiar with like their names. You it, know what it I mean? Was, it was a little odd. Yeah, I agree. That's like kind of an odd decision. Yeah, I was like. I I personally would have been like, what about those other two guys that died or whatever? Right, right. Hennessy Especially and if you're having is, a panic attack, basically. Yeah. You're not going to remember their names. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, they continue along. Like, Hendrix is is like, all right, I'm good. I can, I can, I can do it. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, can do and it. They, and they basically, they kind of switch spots. Like, like Altman basically is like, look, I'll, you do the readings, you know, <laughs> and, and uh you know, do do the readings. He's, he's it's it felt to me like he was trying to give Hendrix like the easy job because he could see him kind of freaking out. Yeah, he's like, take readings, go over there and 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 read the book. You look know? at the, look at the numbers. The numbers right. move up and down. Aren't the numbers pretty, Hendrix? Look at the pretty colors, Hendrix, and uh, <laughs> I'll be over here fixing the car. So. <laughs> Yeah, so they're they're making their way down, and, and, and it goes even further. Next page, it literally says Altman says, "Good Hendrix, these are excellent readings." <laughs> You're doing very good, Hendrix. Pat, Pat. <laughs> pats him on the head. <laughs> so yeah, so they start taking these readings, and it, it, yeah, and and Hendrix is just he's he's circling the drain. At this point, he is yeah. absolutely snapping. Yep. And uh, he, he starts saying his head hurts. And Altman's like, eh, it's fine. It's the pressure. And then Hendrix says the thing that Altman didn't want to want to hear was <laughs> Hendrix says, I think my father's out there. Right. Right. Which is, <laughs> oh boy, here we go. And then he Thank says, you. hi, dad. <laughs> right. Right. And this kind of like. This made me think so much of that other chapter with the two guys that well, chapters, I guess, yeah. uh, because it's trying to it, 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 it's trying to be horrific, but it comes off as really funny. Yeah. That chapter was really funny, too. And then and, and there's something about the way this author writes these guys seeing ghosts. Of their relatives. That's hilarious. That's so funny for some. Hi, Dad. He waved. Hi, Dad. Like, who is not going to laugh at that? That's absolutely ridiculous. And and Altman's reply is equally funny. He says, No, I'm sorry, Jason. It doesn't seem possible. <laughs> it's like it's like the dialogue you would find in like a 1960s or 1970s like sci-fi movie that MST3K is, oh, is lampooning uh, and, and and like the altman character would be played by you know some face actor who never quite made it in hollywood yeah I, i'm sorry jason it doesn't seem possible like he's very handsome but also 
can't act for shit. Like, yeah, yeah. It's like, it's a good thing you're pretty. Like, that kind of person. And, yeah, so Hendrix is just circling the drain. He claims that his dad's out there. And Altman's like, you know, the pressure out there would kill him if he was out there. And he says, no, no, it's fine. He's he's already dead. So the pressure can't very well kill him twice. So he's fine. He's fine. Uh, so which which, you know, Altman's immediately looking for some kind of escape route here at this point, which, yeah, good for him. Uh, yeah. at, at some point, Hendrix just starts slamming like himself his, into the porthole. And, yeah, he's he's hitting his head against the glass. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And um, basically, uh, Hendrix is he's trying to open something in the in the ship. And Altman is now desperately, desperately looking for a weapon. Yeah, and, um, and, and <laughs> what does he find, Kevin? What That's does his, uh, what's his, weapon his of shoes? It's a shoe. <laughs> the, the shoes were modified blukers with pebbled vibram sole, but a hard heel and back. The sole flexible and with a snap to it, like, like, like sensible but stylish. Fifty dollars at Payless. Like what the fuck kind of description is this? How about he took off his shoe? He took off his shoe and beat him on the face. Smacked him with it. You're the author. You can write anything. You can write anything. There could be a there could be a nearby wrench. You know, you 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 weren't like you weren't tied to a shoe. And if you were gonna use a shoe, you didn't have to describe a modified blooker. A blooker. Hold on, I'm gonna look that up. That's that's like a boot shoe, isn't it? Uh, I don't know. Uh, if that is, if this is the shoe, I think it is. If this is some fucking yuppie, hold on. It absolutely is. Oh my god. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's like a, it's like a derby shoe. Yeah. It's like it's like like a yeah like okay. a leather shoe. You know. Okay. Never. It's not as bad as I thought. I, th- but I had also my- a shoe that you wouldn't wear going down on a submarine. Right. <laughs> What's it's it's like a pair of wingtips. Like what the fuck is he doing? What is he? Altman, how is he? Altman how took is off he his dressed? Altman took off his 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 tap shoes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I, he hasn't done a lot of description work, and mm. after when he does do description work, it's always bad and kind of rushed. Yeah. Um. And so I haven't missed it all that much. But this is a situation that I really would like the full outfit, if you don't mind, author, the full ensemble. Tell me what he's wearing. Now that I know, I wasn't curious until I found out what kind of shoe this was. And now I need to know what the rest of the outfit looks like. Uh. Gosh. Because if I was picturing in my head these two guys going down twenty seven hundred feet. Uh, into the depths of the deep blue sea. I, I don't know. I picture, you know, a canvas jumpsuit, you know, <laughs> something like that. With something some work like, boots or something. Right. Or sneakers. I don't know. Some non-slip sneakers. But he's yeah. wearing fucking blukers with a pebbled vibram sole, but a hard <laughs> heel and back. The sole flexible <laughs> with a snap to it. It's snappy, Kevin. It's snappy. It was snappy. Yes. And it was it was perfect for. Uh, his cameo in American Psycho. Right, exactly. It does. It does feel very American Psycho. So he's like basically kind of sneaking up on Hendrix, like slowly, like Jesus Christ, to get- Altman. When'd you get so tasteful? 
<laughs> and he's just yeah, he's, he's creeping up on him, and uh, finally he's and finally and he's like trying to keep him calm. So he's like, "Yeah, your dad's out there. Well, hell, we ought to get him in here." And uh, it says Hendrix stumbled toward the hatch, then stopped. Wait a minute, he said slowly. Why are you holding your shoes? <laughs> oh, shit, thought Altman, but tried to stay calm. They're my favorite shoes. I thought I'd give them to your father. Smooth. Like, Altman, I gotta tell you. safe. Smooth. You know, <laughs> just, just, just imagine him going, nailed that. I got it under control. Nailed it. Yeah. So then he, and then finally, the moment you've all been waiting for happens, and he just beats the man with his shoes. It, it just like this is the prequel to that story that the old roadie in Wayne's World Two always told, where it always ended with like, but the, we had to beat them to death with their own shoes. Just, oh, we can cut that. That was a reference nobody needed. <laughs> Ozzy, unless we got a bowl full of brown M&Ms, Ozzy wouldn't go on stage that night. God, I, this is why we do a show together, Kevin. You get me. Then we get to the oh, store and God. there's a fucking tiger. Oh, God. I gotta watch that movie again. Uh, so he, he takes out Hendrix and, and, and tears off his, his shirt. And like tears it into strips um, and and twists them into ropes. Now, here's a this is kind of like I mean, I, I read a lot and I couldn't help but think this is an action that you see in books all the time. But I don't think anyone would know shit about how to handle this if it was done in real life. The idea of taking someone's shirt, tearing it into strips and using it as like improv ropes, basically. Yeah. Um, Bullshit. I, I Bullshit. To believe not one of you. Everyone, no not, one would do that. There's no one. There is no one who who would ever know to actually like tear it up. Like who the yeah. we have we have no reason to believe that Altman would know to tear this the shirt up. At, no. at most, he would do like the hockey thing where he like f- pulls the shirt up over the guy's head so sure. he doesn't know what to do. Sure, I would buy that a hundred percent more. Uh, than this it just it, it keeps coming up in different books and it's never done by somebody who like is a survivalist or anything like that yep. it's just some schmuck uh who's like all right we'll tear his shirt off we'll we'll turn it into a rope it's like no no one does that no no so, stop so he's he's back at the helm uh he puts his shoes back on thank god well it's a floor uh, shine shoe yeah oh yeah non <laughs> non-slip just absolutely beautiful. Soul's flexible. Let's snap to it. Uh, that's what this chapter should have been called. It's got a snap. Jesus Christ, uh, Altman. Yeah. <laughs> so he's so he's he's he finds himself kind of like looking out into the abyss, and they've got all kinds of things and and he, all kinds of fish out there, including this really strange one uh, that he doesn't recognize uh it's it's kind of puzzling looking and this is a weird description so i thought it was worth reading here it says uh rather than a long slender body like a viper fish or a thick bulbous one like a lantern fish it looked like a long fish that had been folded in half and then glued together 
Its head was surmounted by a wavy, translucent curtain of flesh that resembled nothing so much as a tail. Mm. In the place of fins, it had what looked like little spurs of bone undulating from its sides. I, I, I've read that part several times, and I, I can't cannot, picture what he's trying to t- describe I, here. I can't, I can't, because and it starts with the folding in half thing. Because I'm so I, the, the semantics of it. I'm like, oh, they fold it in half. So long wise or width wise like, like how, how is which that? direction is that folded is that yeah is that a right is it a lo- is it still a long fish that has just been folded in half lengthwise right. or in in and then the glue really throws me for a loop because if it's folded in half i didn't need an additional layer of glue to describe right Right. That it's, it's stuck it's, to it's also stuck together. Yeah, you could just say it's folded in half. Like, you could have just fine. left it a fold in half, but then also a little detail as to which half, which which sure. which which direction, which orientation sure. are we talking here? It's so weird. It, so he it, it doesn't it does and but don't you know if you're reading this at home, ladies and gentlemen, please don't uh, when you get to this part, please do your best not to give it all that much thought, because outside of a moment later, uh, it's it, it is all it is forgotten uh, just as quickly as it came. Um, so he keeps watching and then but then he sees something else that's even stranger. He sees these patch, excuse me, patches of what look like flat, pale pink clouds. So like yeah. some sort of blobbish jellyfish type thing i guess yeah it's it's really weird and uh so he basically uh let's see at first he thought it was a ray but it wasn't differentiated in the way a ray was it was just a floating billowing sheet of something a strange jellyfish maybe a fungus of some kind he nudged the bathysphere in for a closer look when the craft touched it it draped over the hull then split apart slowly re-knitting after their passage some of it, though, adhered to the observation porthole and remained there, caught on the rivets. Uh, mm. So he's he's got this weird ass uh, uh, jellyfish blob blob monster thing. Yeah, it's attached itself to the bathysphere, and uh, and and just in time, he starts to hear Hendrix behind him uh, groaning and waking up. So he's like, "Okay, we gotta get the fuck out. We of here we gotta point. keep moving. We've gotta yeah. go." And so they make their way uh, back up. He starts making his way back up. Make haste. So in chapter 37, basically there's a couple, there's there's like two things that happen in chapter 37. They get up to the surface and he docks and he basically prods, um, he prods Hendrix to lose his mind again so that it seems like Hendrix is like attacking him or whatever when they open the, yeah. the sub and they like he subdue keeps hitting him. him. <laughs> yeah, he keeps hitting him. So that like Hendrix is like, ah! and uh, while all the people are distracted, um, Altman hops out of the sub and he collects the sample of yeah, the weird uh, the, pink thing, the footage of the weird uh, folded fish. He collects the footage of the real weird folded fish and the weird pink blobby thing. Yeah. Um, and and just like he's like. As he's running away, saying, uh, don't kill Hendrix. He doesn't know what he's doing. And then he's like, <laughs> he's backing away. And he's like, oh, hey, by the way, don't. Uh, he's, he's probably fine. If you could not kill him, that'd be cool. 
So yeah, he's just he yeah he 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 three he just, stooges out of there. Him, <laughs> he hits him a bunch of times to keep him unconscious. Yeah, and then and then when he yeah they just like and 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 the way he berates him into fighting him is basically telling him that his dad is dead at the bottom of the ocean. We abandoned your dead dad, and he's even deader now. My so dad could beat up your dad because your dad's dead. What the fuck, Altman? Like. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So that yeah, that's chapter 37. Yeah. That's it's chapter quick and gruesome. <laughs> quick and gruesome. And then uh 38 pops up and uh we got basically um we got Altman debriefing with with Markov. Yeah. And just like telling everything like what happened to Hendrix? We got. I love, I love the part when Holtman's telling him, and he says, uh, "He thought he saw his father outside the bath escape. He wanted to let him in. He gave a wry smile. I, quite understandably, was opposed to this. Oh, Altman, you dashing rogue! Like, where, <laughs> where <laughs> the fuck did this uh-huh. I was, I was quite understandably opposed to this. <laughs> we were engaged in some witty repartee. <laughs> what the fuck did that come from?" <laughs> When your character has no character, then all these other characteristics can just start to sleep it seep in, you know. I guess so. Like let's let's make him Errol Flynn for a page. I don't know. <laughs> he is Zorro. Yeah. I mean he's just like, well, understandably, old boy, mm-hmm. I saw that we would die if he would do that, and I uh 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 quite understandably, do not wish to die today. The game uh, is afoot, Markov. <laughs> yes, indeed. Indeed, Markov. Markov's like, when the fuck did this guy... Okay, he's lost it, too. He's lost now, it, Now, that too. would be an interesting twist. <laughs> he comes back up, and he's just completely snapped in that way. That would be way better. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's, he's basically... Uh, some At some point on the surfacing, Altman became Inspector Poirot. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, just a weird, weird moment there. Uh, so yeah, they're doing all of they, they, they. He, t- he basically tells him about the the signal, about the, uh, yeah, about Hendrix becoming more violent the deeper they got. Um, let's see. Yeah, uh, and Almond's like basically like, well, you're the one that's gonna get got to go down again. Um, and they they talk about. Basically, Hendri- uh, uh, Markov, sorry, Markov is like, you're going to have to go down again. Um, yeah. And Altman's like, and I'm going to give you some stuff like a tranquilizers or whatever. Yeah, he offers him a tranquilizer gun. It's like, oh, well, you know what? That would have been way better than beating him with my wingtips. With my with my fancy shoes. My, my fancy. There's a snap to him. <laughs> my God. <laughs> At some point, Altman takes his shoes out and puts them on the table and says, look at these fine shoes. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> you go the other direction. Somebody takes off his shoes, puts them on the table and goes, I don't need a fucking tranquilizer gun. I got these babies, don't I? They kept me safe and numb. They'll keep me safe at the bottom of the ocean. There's a snap to them. There's <laughs> T-shirt number six. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and the, oh, and the other thing, and I like this because this is completely impractical. But I guess, but 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 Markov 
agrees to it without any question. He says, I want a tranquilizer gun, and I want anyone who goes down me, goes down on me, uh, who goes <laughs> down with me to be strapped to the chair. Like, just, I need this guy to be tied up. And it's like, I don't know if that's a great idea. Markov's like, done. Done. It's like, well, that's actually What else do you of, want? <laughs> it's like a fire hazard. It's like, yeah, done. Let's, let's murder people together. Yes, <laughs> that's what it is. That's what it is. Markov saw him beat a man nearly to death with shoes. And he was like, I have a kindred spirit. Fancy finally. shoes. Oh, mm. finally. I never thought of using shoes before. This kid is working on a whole different level. <laughs> that brings us to chapter 39. Speaking of murders. Um, oh, boy. Hendrix, Hendrix. just Hendrix. He wakes up, loses his mind and then just murders the shit out of a nurse. Yeah. Yeah, just completely, which I couldn't help but think of Altman's final moments. Like, don't hurt him. He's probably fine. He's probably fine. Poor nurse. And it just cuts to him tearing a nurse's throat out. Like, it's pretty bad. Yeah, it is gross. It is a brutal scene. He rips her throat out with his teeth. Yep. Uh, She, after his... Um, a few, and I don't like the this the way this was written. I don't like this the the implication or anything about this sentence. A few seconds later, after his body had done a few more things to her, he was certain oh, she I, was dead. And yeah, I was like, I, that needed that was not the right way to write that. No, that that needed clarification, my friend. Look, we can deal with a lot of things, but but that kind of vagueness. Uh, you're really that that's you're really reaching here, pal. <laughs> yeah, buddy. BK. Let me tell you. Yeah. Not a good sentence. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, it's like you, you want you never want to be vague where where uh, necrophilia or rape are on the table, my friend. You want to yeah. be very specific and let us know what you did and didn't mean. Yeah. So, anyway. Um, <laughs> anyway, he so he talks to his he talks to his pops a little bit more. Um, yeah, and and it's another situation where the ghosts seem to be trying to scare them away from the marker. Yeah, it's weird. I don't quite fully get it because this happened to um, what's his name, the guy who lost his mind in the bathosphere the first time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like, and, don't touch the marker, just leave it. Right, and and so like there, it's kind of it, it's actually kind of clever. I don't know if it's meant to be or not, but it's kind of a clever reversal of things because normally, right, you know, the ghost is like warning you away more violently or trying to get you to touch the thing so that you will release all kinds of griblies. Touch the thing and become one with the ghosts, and, and the ghosts. Right. But the, these ghosts are like, don't touch the thing. Yeah. And don't they're, become they're like, one you, with us. <laughs> yeah, like leave, you leave well enough alone. You're probably fine. Leave it alone. And you know that's not normally the case with these kind of storylines. So yeah, I found that to be very interesting. It is uh, very I, interesting. Well, it, was, it definitely wasn't the case with the the first Dead Space game. No, the ghosts uh, were like, "Ooh, come join us!" Uh, right? You know that was the whole point. So it's a it's an interesting kind of backwards phenomenon here. Reverse psychology. Uh, mm-hmm. Right? But you know what? Maybe that's what it is. It's like apparition ghosts uh, uh, reverse psychology. That would be fascinating. Reverse uh, it's, parapsychology. It's, it's... <laughs> oh God! Good night, everyone. Uh, Good night. <laughs> uh, but I think that was. Uh, but I think. That's kind of a significant thing because it's actually the the first thing in the book uh, 
that like I'm actually really curious as to seeing how it plays out. Yeah. Uh, the fact that the ghosts are kind of like trying to keep them away from the marker, um, whereas you would think it'd be the opposite. Like that, I'm 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 interested in seeing how that plays out, how that how that works. Right. And if it doesn't, I'm gonna be frustrated. Well, you're already there. <laughs> well, that's a good point. That's a good point. I can't very well go further down, can I? Uh, so yeah. So he's he's talking to his dad. His dad says, "Don't don't do this." And eventually, his dad just kind of disappears. Yeah. Uh, end o chapter. End of that chapter. Um, and then we we have a really just a weird scene. Oh, come on, Kindle. What are you doing to me? What oh, no. are you doing to me, Kindle? Oh no! Oh no! Kindle. Who are you, Kindle? Who do you uh, think you are? It just like sometimes randomly like quits back to the library and have to reopen the book. Um, there we go. Uh, so chapter forty, it's the last chapter in this in this part, and we have like this this mini scene. Yeah, for yeah, sure. This is it's this is what I referenced earlier. <laughs> it just happens where uh, Altman's like showing an ichthyologist the video of the fish. He's like, you ever seen some crazy shit like this? And the ichthyologist is like, nah, it's fucking crazy. That's it. That's the scene. That's the scene. That's the whole scene. Like, yeah, that was fucking weird, right? Right. Right. And and and, and the ichthyologist says, like, you know, like, can I get a copy of that? Um, it's kind of funny because it's like played up a little more than you would think it would be because um, people who are into sci- the science of fish and insects in particular, those kind of, you know, creatures that are either small or really good at hiding from us, uh, they find new species of these things pretty frequently. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and and so I, I think I think I, I can't maybe I'm wrong if you're an ichthyologist or no one, you know, it's like maybe I'm wrong, but I can't help but think an ichthyologist like, hmm, yeah, yeah, it's probably a new species. Cool. <laughs> can I can I have that? Cool. Like, can I have that? I'm gonna take credit for this. You, you okay I mean, yeah, that? I'm gonna I'm gonna get some. I'm, I'm gonna go and get another grant. Part six. <laughs> the ichthyologist's grant grant uh, defense. Oh no, Kevin! It's 125 pages long. <laughs> what are we doing? Uh, and we then got the us- gramp. <laughs> That's the la- that's the epilogue, and then it, and then it just cuts straight back to this moment in the book. You're like, oh fuck, Anne Rice isn't this purple? This is ridiculous. Um, so it and and finally we get we get a lot more interaction with with a guy that I've been curious uh, about simply based on his name, Scud, the disposable assassin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We get a little more time with him. And he's uh, he's showing him the uh, the pink the pink tissue thing the goo. yeah uh, that he basically got Hendrix killed uh, to uh, well, not killed but you know imprisoned yeah uh, to, uh, to 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 collect the sample for and it's just they mention later that this guy is German or Austrian or something uh, but it's still a weird bit of dialogue. Um, he right. He says. He says. Uh, Scoot says. Uh, I don't think this is so. I think it was alive not so long ago. It was alive when you found it. Maybe even alive until you bottled it. That can't be," said Altman. "When I found it, it was just like this, but in big sheets. It couldn't have been alive. 
Yes, said Scud. It is a very simple organism. I do not know what it is. It has no brain and no limbs and was made of almost nothing at all. But it was technically alive. Altman shook his head. You are a doubter, I see, said Scud. And it's just, the man has no contractions. It's just, why does he talk like that? I can prove with simple experiment. You like, yes? It's not an important detail. Why do we have to work it into his fucking dialogue? Scud is played by Peter McNichol. (laughs) Doing the accent from Ghostbusters 2. The Janos Poha accent. Yeah. The child. The child. Why am I dripping with goo? With goo. I love you, Zoo. God damn it. I'm going to watch that. Oh, man. Well, it is Halloween. That makes perfect sense. Uh, It's just. And they don't bring up his accent or anything like that in the moment. So it just reads as really stilted and kind of strange. But basically, long story short, he proves to him that the the, the pink flesh sheet is uh, indeed alive. Yeah, it is living. It is a living tissue, which living tissue. It feels like Altman is like, well, it's impossible. I'm like, I don't know, Altman. There's a lot of weird fucking shit in the sea. The ichthyologist just told you that. Why are you so weird about this? Right. Altman is like, this the hill you're really going to die on, buddy? Like, just the, it looked, it, everything's weird, man. Everything's weird. So, just, just, just take Scud at his word and let him just do his, his weird shit with right. the goo. Right. So he's, so he's going, he goes to his girlfriend and he's just telling her, you know, the stories and everything like that. And they talk, the two of them talk probably for the equivalent of like three or four or five minutes. Right. And they're talking. And then finally, uh, she mentions that uh, they start talking about all these people who are dying. Yeah. On the ship. Uh, I heard that Wenbo went crazy, tried to strangle one of Markov's men. I heard the same things in Altman. Similar thing happened with Clarebout and Dawson, whoever they are. And Lumley stabbed Ewing and then painted a set of weird symbols on the walls. And and, and little Tot, he, sh- he shot his mom. Like, it's just like all these random people that we've never heard of before. Uh <laughs> We're killing each other. It's like, yeah. why are we just now hearing about this? Yeah, it's 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 a really weird, like sudden. Oh yeah, I mean Frank Press. He attempted Frank Press, this character we've never met before. He attempted right. suicide. Oh wow, are you that's crazy! Wow, wild. And uh, so they're t- <laughs> yeah, Frank Press attempts to. Not only did he attempt it, he succeeded. He succeeded. There must have been three or four more on the list, and. Uh, and he says, and he says, I mean, there are, there are only two or three hundred on board. That would put the suicide rate up over two percent. That can't be normal, can it? Ada shook her head. It's not scientific, said Altman, waving his fingers around. I don't know what that means. Uh, but I still don't like what it's telling me. Now, here's the thing. And again, if you're a scientist and you're listening, tell me if I'm wrong. I think that is scientific, right? Yeah. Like these, they're patterns. They're patterns. You can study patterns. Yeah. Like yeah. you can gather data based on patterns that are happening in your this environment. Is, Isn't that science? This is a data set of people in a very specific environment. So I right. think you can kind of like start to understand like like all these scientists just suddenly killing themselves, trying to kill each other and writing shit, using shit to write right. on the walls Right. Altman, you're a scientist. 
Science some, please. Science, like, just a little bit, Altman. Altman. Just a little bit. Altman's like, God damn it. I, I'm a scientist, not a scientist. I'm not. <laughs> so, so yeah, I, 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 that's not a huge thing, but it's like, I'm already, I'm already kind of really in the weeds as to who the fuck Altman is, even after all this time. And then for him to like point out something like this, it's like, it's not science, it's science, but I can still probably learn something from it. Like what? Yeah. I, I, I think it wouldn't bother me so much if there weren't so many other little details stacking up. Yeah. So finally uh, we get the beginning of his next expedition down. Right. And, and we get another moment. Oh, I'm just going to read it. I'm just sure. going to read it. Go for, for it you here. Go for it. Uh, um, Markov approaches him with a tranquilizer gun. He says, ever worked one of these? Allman shook his head. He opened the cartridge. Darts go here, he said. Cartridge snaps in and out. There are CO2 cartridges in the grip, but you don't need to worry about changing those. We'll handle it. You pull this bolt back, he said, drawing back a lever on the gun side, and set the safety like this. It's easy to thumb off. As long as the bolt's back, it'll shoot. Aim for flesh. Now, <clears throat> I admit, I have never had any of my books published. Uh, I am not nearly as successful of a writer as uh, our current author. Yep. Um, but humbly, I suggest that maybe taking that paragraph and replacing it with, he showed him how to work the gun. <laughs> I'm just saying maybe we don't need its exact dimensions and weight. Maybe that's not important. Maybe, maybe not. I, 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 I there's so much padding in this book. Just, just trim it just a little bit, just mm -hmm. a little bit, just a little bit, just, just a little bit, a little, uh, is like a, a little too much, uh, uh, what is it? Spoils the broth. Um, Salt. Salt. Yeah. This is salt. Yeah. This is salt. You've got too much of it. For God's sakes, man. Uh, uh, I am dehydrated then, from all the salt here. All the salt. All the padding. All the padding salt. I know it's cheap, but my God, man, at what cost? At what cost in the grand scheme of things? Yeah. Uh, so Ada comes down to, he's leaving in 15 minutes. Ada comes down. Uh, she doesn't want him to go down, but he, he he's never listened to her. He's she's, not once. She exists for no other reason than to be like his girlfriend who like doesn't want him to do things. Yeah. Like that's all she, she doesn't offer anything. And when she does offer things, it doesn't make sense. Like the whole mythology is changing. Right. Fuck you. Uh, <laughs> it, it, nonsense. And then, and then, and then the, 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 the bitterest pill to swallow, uh, He's, uh, she she has she realizes he hasn't heard that Hendrix is dead. Uh, 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 she says you haven't heard haven't heard what Hendrix is dead. He killed a nurse, tore her apart. They had to shoot him. <laughs> so that's the note that uh, Altman's about to go deep deep down into the depths of the ocean with. Yeah, I love I love it. It's like she says uh, she says I'm sorry I'm sorry don't go and Altman is. I have to go. I have no choice. Turns away from her. <laughs> Just walks fucking away. Lincoln Park starts playing in the background. Like <laughs> he's just so he's just so strong. 
It's just, this is just, you know, that's what Dead Space is. It's the celebration of Altman's strength. Yeah. Just, my God, man. He's so powerful. So charming. So charming. And in the end. It doesn't even matter. It doesn't even matter. (laughs) Can we afford that? Can we afford the rights to that song? (laughs) Let's put it at the end of this. Oh, God. We're not there yet. One day. Just tag it with tag it with Lincoln Park and be done. Yeah, just that's the that's the <laughs> that's the end of the episode, and that's the end of, the, of part four. Part that's four. The part four. We only got three more parts to go. But we only got three more to go, baby. We're, we're probably promise. gonna fly through a few of these. Just, uh, but yeah, only three more parts to go of only Dead Space Smarter. Oh my God, I I. <laughs> I hope you guys are enjoying it as much. You know, that's the thing. Reading it is difficult, but at least I get to sit around and bitch about it with you. So this this works out in the end on that on that side. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. This is ridiculous. Well, that'll do it for today's episode. <laughs> if you can, follow us on Twitter at PixelitPod and give us a five-star review on Apple iTunes. It really does help us out. It pushes us up to the little the Apple search algorithm thingy, and uh, share share us with your friends, your family, your enemies. Um, a butterfly, if a butterfly flaps by, just play the podcast play at the butterfly. I, they appreciate that. Um, and until next time, have a good night, everybody. It's gonna snap. Snaps. So stupid. <gasps>